stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Folks, it's no ordinary day for us here. Very excited to be joined in studio uh, by one of the founders, of course, of Great Big C. Alan Doyle uh, is in studio with us here today. He has got both a new book, A Newfoundlander in Canada, and a new album, A Week at the Warehouse. Uh, you can see him tonight. He's going to be at the John Dutton Theater, the Calgary Central Library, 7 p.m. Tickets at wordfest.com. Alan Doyle, so great to have you with us here. Thank Welcome you to the so program. much. Nice to be here. Uh, i got to ask you, the headline on the most read story on the CBC's website today, delayed flight turns into Newfoundland kitchen party at Pearson <laughs> International Airport. You, you you weren't there last night, were you? No, I wasn't, but it was. I looked it up I, right away. I, I thought I bet, I said, I bet it was Sean Sullivan, and I looked it up, and there it was, Sean Sullivan. <laughs> Sean's from the same part of Newfoundland. I'm from just down Southern Shore. And, oh, uh, you, you really? Yeah. And, oh, really? Uh, and like we were just talking before we came on air about how the thing about Newfoundlanders all yeah. knowing each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. well, that's Sean Sullivan. And, uh, and you do know yeah, him. you know, he'd sing a song anywhere, like myself. Uh, you know, it reminded me of a time, we, we were in Heathrow Airport one time, about 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And the, and the, the St. John, the Heathrow-St. John's flight uh, well, used to leave at 2 o'clock. And I think it must have been wetter in Newfoundland or something, I can't remember. But anyway, they got delayed and delayed and delayed. And the very last flight on the entire massive boards of Heathrow Airport in London was St. John's, Newfoundland. And we were the only people left in the airport. The shops were closed, everything. And we, we all pulled a bunch of tables together, and people started sneaking open <laughs> their uh, their duty free. Yeah. And uh, uh, we had the ma- this massive card game, like a massive 120s game <laughs> in Heathrow Airport. It was awesome. Uh, that's wild. Um, you know, it's funny too because uh, the bare naked ladies came through town last night. And I always assume that all of these you know Canadian bands, you guys all all like yeah, like a fraternity or like yeah. a, a club. You guys all know each other. You must know. Yeah, we were together the night before. Uh, Myself and uh, Ed and and Jim and and, and Kevin Tyler and everybody played in a benefit for John Mann from Spirit of the West on Sunday night in uh, Vancouver. So the guys were together, and uh, I think we were all together doing the thing, and I know that they played the Jack Singer last night, I think. Yeah, I think think they're in Medicine Hat today, I think. And then tomorrow... Well, I think we both have an evening off in Edmonton, so I'll probably see him again tomorrow. Awesome. <laughs> well, you're doing the book tour. you got an album tour coming up in the new year, too, right? That's right. I'm back here on, I believe it's March 9th. Is that right? Yeah. I think so, I at the, yeah. the Jubilee. Uh, so come on out. It's a big kitchen party night, and the you know the new record you mentioned, uh, Week at the Warehouse, is really, a, it's kind of like a live record. It's like live off the floor at the famous warehouse studio in uh, Vancouver under the guys under the Watchful Eye of legendary rock producer Bob Rock. Yeah. And uh, so it's a really live, uh, sounding, fun, Celtic kitchen party kind of record. I think people are going to like it. How does making an album compare, contrast to writing a book? Very different process. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing about writing a book, uh, my joke, and it's not really a joke, it's mostly, is the, the hardest thing about writing a book is writing a book. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> yeah. the... It, the duration of it just feels odd for a fellow like me who's used to having, uh, you know, their entire lives. It's, it's like like I wake up in a new town every day, you know, like so it's and even if you're working on a record, it's a few weeks or whatever. But a book just takes, you know, the better part of a year, you know, to get it done. And it's just um, that that kind of attention uh, span is not my forte, mm-hmm. you know, so the. Uh, it's bizarre, but it's, it's enjoyable once it's, you know, kind of when you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and you get it done. Let's talk about being a Newfoundlander because, I mean, you, you have the accent, so I can tell. Do, do I have an Alberta accent? 
mm -hmm. the way. <laughs> Not sure I'd know an Alberta accent if I heard one. I don't know if there is one, but there's there's a lot that's so unique about about Newfoundland. Yeah, and and it's such a, a unique bond. I mean, we're talking off the air too about just you know the expat community in Alberta. Yeah. How many of them there are? But it's it's you know your roots are forever there, right? Yeah, yeah and it's an indescribable kind of thing in a way. Like a, for me, my travel schedule will certainly be way easier. If I lived anywhere in Central North America, oh, sure, yeah. you know, but it's never even really occurred to me to live anywhere but home. You know, I just, I, I love it home and I love, you know, that's where I feel like I belong there. Right. And, uh, um, but yeah, Newfoundlanders, you know, there's not that many of us, as I said as well. And so we got to kind of stick together and we need each other, you know, I mean, especially when we're away in places like Alberta, we feel like we need um, that sense of community that only comes when you're standing next to somebody else who's from the same place that you're from. And not that it's a closed door, anything but, you know, it's a wide open one, but there's a, there's an, I think we as a people love to, uh, love to celebrate uh, when times are good. And I think we're even better when times are bad. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I think we're always the, the shining, the brightest light on the darkest night. And, uh, no, no better, more recent indication than the boys in Pearson Airport last night. Yeah. You let fight, mean, break out the Gordian. You carry that on. I mean, it's not as though Nickelback has to feel as though it, it represents Alberta. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, do, you, do you feel that responsibility that, that you're out there representing Newfoundland and that yeah, bond you have with, with yeah, your fans we, there? We do, we do. And we, it started kind of accidentally. We didn't see that coming necessarily in the earliest days of Great Big Sea. But we ended up becoming kind of ambassadors for the province, and, and yeah. we didn't we didn't set out for that to happen, but it just kind of did. And and you know, Newfoundlanders love to show people from around the country or around the world, you know, that the stuff they were talking about and been romanticizing back home is actually great. And when when I or a great big C or, or you know one of the comedians or actors rolls through town, everyone's out to support it, you know. And I tell a story in the book about playing the Horseshoe Tavern and. You know, sell. You know, ramming the place. You know, at four o'clock in the afternoon, even, and and the guy who ran the club said, you know, when, when somebody from Edmonton plays the Horseshoe Tavern in Toronto, all the people from Alberta don't show up on the door at four <laughs> right. o'clock, but you guys play, or you know, another Newfoundland band plays the Horseshoe Tavern, and all the Newfoundlanders for you know 100 square kilometers show up in support and. I've always been very grateful for that, and I've always been grateful for the, the diaspora. I always call them of Newfoundlanders scattered around, especially, especially here in Alberta, because there's just yeah. so many. And great. But it's a different relationship. I mean, the the music. I mean, you look, you got fans right across the country, obviously. But does it resonate with them differently? Is a different kind of relationship? I think it starts them? differently, doesn't it? Because yeah. the, I mean, the, the the gang from home, of course, especially when it comes to the traditional music that I've been playing for the longest time. I mean, you know, Lukey's Boat and those kind of ones. Like that, that, that's not my song. You know, that's that's their song as much as it is mine. That's that's Newfoundland's songs, right. you know. And we have a canon of music that's shared, and that's a beautiful thing to be a band from there, you know what I mean? Because you have this shared repertoire of music with people that you can bring with you, and it becomes a calling card for them, you know, and, and that's awesome. And, the, and uh, yeah, it, I think it is slight. it starts different, but then I think the the relationship that people have when they come back a second time, no matter where they're from, is they feel like it's their night out then as well. And and that, you know, and I mean, I sort of feel lucky to have sort of gone to, from becoming like a, a Newfoundland band to a Canadian band. It's quite a thrill. Well, was it the band that got you out of there, essentially, or got you the chance to see the rest Completely, of the country, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, one of the things I talk about in the book as well is how it was a very unique lens for me to, to discover the country. 
first sure, of all, because yeah. I'm from the very edge of it, you know, and second of all, I'm a first-generation Canadian. Like right. My mom and dad weren't born in Canada. They were born in yeah, Newfoundland, that's right? right? Yeah. My grandparents were, you know, adults when the vote came to give up Newfoundland's independence or not. Yeah. And they would have voted. And I don't need to wonder how my grandfather voted because he told me a really? lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> and, and, and the third thing, of course, is that when I did get to discover Canada, I discovered it out the window of a band van. Right. Which is a unique lens, to say the least, to see anything. And so I just felt like I was, that's something I really ever wanted to do in my whole life was, was travel and, and play concerts and knock on wood, still at it. So was that your first chance? I mean, your first memory of something outside of Newfoundland yeah. was with the band? Yeah. My first, really my first discovery of Canada, like, was with the band primarily, yeah. I, I, the only other time I'd really get, traveled anywhere was I got on a plane. And, I, and the first time I ever got on a plane at all... I left Petty Harbor. I got a ride to he, to St. John's Airport with my uncle, and I flew overnight to London, England. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we went right to Dublin. You know. Uh, well, that's what we always you know point out out here that like it's it's cheaper to fly to to England than it is to fly to Newfoundland. Well, right? Newfoundland says fly right over. There yeah, you are down there. Yeah, it's 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 not as as uh, common a route. You know. So the uh, um, it, you know, and that's something I discovered as well was that when you grow up on an island, kind of a remote island or whatever. You're constantly trying to convince yourself that it's not that far away from everything, right? When, of course, it is. Well, you it know, is. And, like, even when I was a kid, it'd be like, it's a shame that, you know, the bands that play Halifax don't play St. John's, you know, because we're right, you know, St. John's is right next to Halifax, right? And I go, like, no, why? It's not. Like, New Jersey is right next to New York. Yes. Yeah. St. John's is not next to Halifax. Well, and let me tell you a story. That's not going to surprise you. Yeah. We had a producer who worked here, yeah. and she was from Newfoundland, and, and she moved back home. So she's telling yeah. us the story of how her and her mom were going to drive to Montreal, and then they're going to fly the rest of the way. My reaction was, well, you're almost there. She said, no, no, no. Montreal is halfway. Yeah. I said, that's impossible. Well, <laughs> it is. The, the distances are freaky when you start adding it really is i couldn't believe it i had to right now let's just do a little bit of quick math live on the old radio i'm in calgary what am i Uh, if it was a direct flight uh from st john's to calgary it would probably be seven and a half hours yeah is that right that sound right so in seven and a half hours i could probably be in berlin yeah right (laughs) it's unbelievable it's a it's i flew from dublin to st john's a couple of weeks ago and it was three hours and ten minutes. Tofino is further away from my house than Gambia. <laughs> That's how far, you know, you don't realize it, you know. And I talk about, like, stuff like about being in a band from St. John's, right? And, like, and how it's probably the most difficult place to be in a band. Like, if, if one of the things that's most important to a young band or whatever is easy access to other towns of, say, 30,000 people, yeah. right? And you take, like, a southern Ontario town like, say, Guelph or whatever, draw a five-hour driving circle around Guelph and see how many towns of 30,000 or more, you know, can you access. And it's dozens, if not hundreds, you know. Draw that circle around St. John's, and the answer is none. Tell you what, then then I go like this. Okay, double it. The answer is still none. Yeah. And triple it. The answer is still none. One more time. Right? Like, you you know, the, the closest place is, is almost 24 hours away. I remember interviewing Bob Cole, and he had a book out. And I was surprised to learn through his whole career doing Hockey Night in Canada, all the games every single weekend. Oh. 
It, that was always home. Toronto yeah. was never home. No, How home. easy it would have been to I, live in Toronto. I would drive like to for the you and your listeners to consider something. I've been playing in a band out of based out of St. John's, Newfoundland for, you know, 25 plus years almost. And, and, you know, we fly home on Sundays a lot, you yeah. know, because towards you can imagine how many times I've sat on a plane with Mr. Cole. <laughs> bad, <laughs> like, yeah. And it's just like, it's a fixture, you know, like everyone knows if you're flying home on Sunday, Bob's going to be on the plane. It's fantastic. It is. Well, listen, Alan, we'll take a break here. We're going to come back a few more minutes uh, with Alan Doyle. We're talking about his new book, A Newfoundlander in Canada. Of course, the new album, A Week at the Warehouse. You can see him tonight uh, at the John Dutton Theatre at the Calgary uh, Central Library. 7 p.m. Tickets at wordfest.com. We're back with more right after this. Summer, summer night off the new album, A Week at the Warehouse. Alan Doyle, he's uh, promoting both a new album and a new book. It's pretty rare that we get to talk about both. The book is a Newfoundlander in Canada. Uh, he's tonight at the uh, Calgary Central Library, 7 p.m. Uh, now, you're going to be touring for the album uh, in the new year, which we talked about. Now, someone texted, though, to, to wonder if there's ever a chance Great Big C would tour again together. You oh, guys, I mean, you guys didn't break up. but Not you're... officially, no. I, I and, and totally there's a chance. Yeah? Absolutely, I would say, yeah. I mean, right now, everyone seems very happy doing what they're doing. Sean, is, Sean left the band um, at the end of the 2013 tour, and he's living in Ottawa right now doing uh, doing solo stuff and, and, and being, seems quite happy doing what he's doing. Bob was actually involved in the hit Broadway musical Come From Away. Uh, Bob was one of the oh, music yeah. arrangers for Come From Way, and he's working quite a bunch in musical theater. Yeah, that was theater. a big deal, that show. Yeah, well, God, yeah. yeah. And then I'm doing this stuff, of course, and I'm, we're all very happy doing what we're doing. And there's no plans to get back together again to tour, but I, I would certainly uh, I'd certainly welcome it anytime. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Uh, what about acting? You, you've done some some interesting acting gigs over know, the years. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, I, what, they always seem to come to me, you know, really? like... I, I've never looked for one in my life, an acting gig. It was just like, you know, when the Robin Hood first big movie I got, they needed a Irishy sounding fellow who could play the lute. Oh, there you go. You know, and uh, of course I knew Russell and those gang, and I mean, did a read for the part and got it. You know, because I guess there's not tons of hairy looking Irish fellows that can play the lute. I suppose I, I don't not. really know. And the, uh, um, they're pretty fun to do. It's super fun, and and you know, ninety nine percent of the times I've done acting gigs. It's been with some pal of mine who's doing a movie or a TV show or something. They want me to be involved in their project. Well, and that includes Russell Crowe. Yeah. How do you know Russell Crowe? Oh, I met Russell um, in Toronto in the early 2000s when he was um, doing um, a, a movie, a boxing movie called Cinderella Man. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, he had heard of Great Big C uh, previous to that when he was here in Alberta uh, well, okay. filming a movie called um, Mystery Alaska. Okay. Uh, and a bunch of the Canadian actors, including Kevin Durand, introduced him to Great Big C like in the late 90s. And then when we met up in Toronto, we were actually in the most Canadian kind of way. We were both uh, presenters at the <laughs> National Hockey League uh, Awards Banquet. Oh, perfect. So we yeah. met and we struck up a friendship and started writing songs. And, and for his, he had a band in Australia at yeah. the time that I produced a record Is he for. Good? He's a great songwriter. Yeah. Fantastic. Especially lyrics. It just comes from a different world than we do. Like, the, just, you know. Maybe it's because he's a great actor. I don't, I'm not sure, but they always have a way of saying something in four sentences that it would take the rest of us a paragraph and a half to do. And then, so it's really super fun to write songs with him. 
And then we've, but we did a bunch of stuff for his band and then for movies and wrote a few songs for Great Big C. And then, you know, they needed the Irishy, right. the Irishy lewd guy. And off I went. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Alan Halko. Now, did you do Republic of Doyle because that's your last name or because <laughs> you guys are friends? Well, I've known Alan for a long, 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 long time. And Alan's older brother, Greg, was, he and I were in our high school band together. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and so I knew Greg. Uh, Greg's my age, he's forty-eight, and Alan is about six or seven years younger than us. And so I met Alan; was very young. Again, total coincidence and luck, I suppose. I had just finished doing Robin Hood uh, in the UK when Alan and my buddy Perry Chafe landed this pilot for a TV show for uh, CBC called The Republic of Doyle, and then. When the second season rolled around, they ended up playing a recurring role in yeah. that show. You know, and that show did well. Yeah, eight seasons, seven seasons, I think. Yeah. What does that tell you about the relationship? Do you think between Newfoundland and the rest of Canada? Are, are we are we curious about Newfoundland? I think so. Yeah, we, yeah. I think so. I mean, so. it seems slightly foreign to us. I think is part because of the it appeal. Is. Yeah. You know what? It, and I mean, that's that's a very practical reason why. Um, you know, wh why Newfoundland is a mystery and a little bit of a, you know, a Narnia to a certain degree, because, you know, very recently we were a different country. Yeah. You know, like yeah. just a generation ago, Newfoundlanders were Newfoundlanders and not Canadians. And, and, and so, and that, you know, again, coupled with the fact that it's, it's so far away, you know, it's out in the middle of the ocean by itself and it was, had totally different settlement patterns and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it is, it is a different place, you know? So, and, and, and uh, I think um, I think Canadians are, are are eager to get to see what it looks like and, and sounds like and all that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a long way to go. <laughs> I guess there are different ways of that's right sampling the culture. Yeah. Do you ever think? I mean, what, what do you think Newfoundland would have been like? Canada would have been like had that vote gone the other way? Oh, I don't know. I mean, in, in, you know, that's a great you know historical debate that's been had lots of times. I mean, is there people still who regret it? Do you think? Oh my God! Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, no question. And uh, especially, like I say, from a generation or so ago, the, I mean, the economic realities of islands that live in the North Atlantic mm -hmm. are tough, right? But some of them make it work quite well. You know, Iceland has risen and fallen. Yep. You know, and that's you know, Iceland is a, is a excellent comparison to Newfoundland, right? It's a you know that's that that's two of them that's. They're very similar kind of situations. Uh, and they're making it work, you know. Um, I don't know. I mean, socially and stuff. I mean, what, what I always say is that culturally and socially, we couldn't have joined a better country than Canada because this is probably the country I've been in the world that encourages its regions to be their own selves more than any other one. Yeah. You know what I mean? We all, we're very, as a nation, we're very, a, very, I think, open and encouraging to, you know, what everyone from no matter what part of the country you're from to, to bring all the stuff from your backyard to the national table, you know. And so that's, I mean, that's a wonderful thing. And part of that bond that Newfoundlanders feel is does some of that stem from, you know, going through a struggle together, that the hardships that Newfoundland has gone through, but that in its own way becomes a unifying factor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the <clears throat> comedian, actress, pal of mine, Hero of mine, Mary Walsh, always said that one of the reasons that Newfoundlanders um, are funny is that because they're so good at hard times. You know, we've had so many of them. You know, it's like people say, "Oh my God!" When you know, when nine eleven happened, and and you know, 
looked after all those people on the on the airplanes and that kind of stuff, or the shipwrecks. Like, guys, we've been dealing with hard times for like centuries. Yeah, you know, like we're good at it. We're <laughs> we're way better at hard times than we are at good times. I mean, like. Well, that's great. Well, the book is called A Newfoundlander in Canada, uh, and you're going to be uh, talking about the book tonight at the uh, Calgary Central Library, 7 p.m. Tickets at wordfest.com. The album is out. It's called A Week at the Warehouse, and you'll be touring in the new year, uh, March 9th, we think. Yeah, March 9th, Calgary. I think, at the, at the Jubilee, and it's uh, it's selling really fast. It's almost uh, sold out, so people want to come to the greatest kitchen party in the history of the world. It's going to happen that night. All right. Well, more details at alandoyle.ca. Alan, it's so great meeting you. Thanks so much for coming in here today. Really appreciate this. Thank you. That is uh, the one and only Alan Doyle. The book is called A Newfoundlander in Canada. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.